Welcome one, welcome all. We are glad you are with us on this April Fool's Day, if you want to uh, call it that. That's fine. No problem. Because it is. And uh, I've fallen for a couple of headlines already. We're going to have some of the other headlines coming up here in just a little bit. That uh, you get a, you get a chance to choose, real or not real. April Fool's Day, or just so ridiculous that it has to be true. We'll get into all of that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Bucks get a nice win last night. Brewers getting ready for opening day. In the meantime, the Green Bay Packers trying to figure out what's next. And uh, joining us now on the phone, back from vacation which uh, I saw down there, I think it was Mexico, if I'm not mistaken, our buddy Rob Reichel, Forbes.com and Conley Media. Rob, how you doing? I am wonderful, Billy. How are you? I'm doing good. Was it Mexico? It was, yeah. We, we snuck away for a little over a week to Cabo and uh, did one of the all-inclusives with the kids. And uh, nice. you, you know how those go, Bill. You, you come back very refreshed. So it was. Uh, yes, you do. That's it, a big it, battery it recharge right there. You know it. It, it, it was much needed and... Uh, uh, yeah, a, ton, ton, a, ton, a ton of fun, and now just ready to roll again in the draft, in the draft season. Did you see any wide receivers while you were down there by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamison Williams was not rehabbing, for example, Bill, where, where, where I stayed, the Alabama All-Americans. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Brian Goodekunst is on the lookout, Bill, for, for any wide receivers at this point in time that, that he can find anywhere. You know, I'll... I'll, I'll save you the question, I guess, Bill. I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I was a big fan of the Adams trade. I, I, I really was. I just, uh, it, l- looking down the road, Bill, investing fifty million a year, roughly, in a quarterback, and let's call it thirty on a wide receiver. You know, gobbling up eighty million dollars of cap room between a wideout pushing thirty and a quarterback pushing forty. This team wasn't going to get better, Bill. I, I and I'll be honest. I didn't see the Adams trade coming, for example. But I do think this this gives them an opportunity and and to do it within the salary limitations they had to, to keep the overwhelming majority of that team together and to put together, you know, to kind of to kind of put that group back together, Bill, on a fly. And you know, for Gutekunst to do it on the fly, it, 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 Bill, it's it, it's not one of the more difficult positions out there to reassemble. I mean, you've, uh, I wrote this today at Forbes. The, the, the last two drafts, Bill, that we've had 11 wide receivers go in round one, and you could say seven or eight right now are really on path and kind of on pace. Two, three of them, Billy, are already legit bonafide Pro Bowl number one wide receivers. And there's another four or five, like a Jerry Judy, for example, in Denver, who now gets Russell Wilson uh, to throw him the football, who has a chance to develop into, you know, a number one here really, really soon. So for Green Bay, Bill, to put that position back together with all this draft capital they have, right, four picks in the top 59, two ones, two twos, I, I think the opportunity is outstanding to, to, to set Rodgers up with a couple of young guys, Bill, that they can chase the title with here in maybe 2023, 2024. I don't think there's any question they'll take a step back, uh, you know, having having to redo that positional group in 2022. But it does set up nicely for the back end of Rogers' career. That was going to be my next question. So I, I know that uh, there's a lot of thought, and I've thought this too. I mean, Gutekinds has talked about winning and winning now and, and, and kind of going for it because he knows the window of opportunity is there. So do you – 
My question is, what do you think? I mean, I think they're going to add a veteran. I think they're going to make a deal at some point here in the next couple of weeks, probably leading up to the draft, to trade away some of that draft capital that they have. Do you think they go in that direction, or is it just strictly draft? No, I, I, they have to add a veteran of some sort, Bill, You know, whether that's a Metcalf out of Seattle or they've got somebody else targeted there. Um, but, I, you know, I, I do think then – you know, they will absolutely, Bill, have to use either pick 22 or 28 on a wideout. Those are the two first-rounders they have. And, and then they've got two near the, the back end of, of, of the second round. And and, and let's remember, this, this is an incredibly deep draft. It is seen again as, um, you know, one of the better wide receiver groups coming out in in several years so they can you know they can absolutely reload that position too bill a little bit later in you know that they, they can use a first and a second let's just say and add a veteran and all of a sudden that group looks dramatically different i mean as we sit here now bill on april fool's day that you know that group is laughable right uh, with, with lazard and cobb and amari rogers they they'd be threes and fours and fives in every other city and and they need to be that in, in green bay for them to eventually challenge the rams and and tampa bay and san francisco and try to stay ahead of dallas and people like that um you know but bill the only way they're going to do it at this point in time I, I think they've got to trade for a veteran whatever that winds up being maybe let's call it a two and a four for metcalf and then use a first round pick on a wide receiver and maybe even use two of your top four picks that bill on wide receivers and put it together that way. And again, it's going to take a little time. It's going to take, uh, it's probably going to take half a season for some of these guys to get in sync with, with Rogers and, and they may start slow out of the gates. And, and again, 2022 might not be a championship season, but if Gutekunst can put that piece of the puzzle back together, Bill, and then all of a sudden we're in the playoffs and you're talking about three guys here in Rogers trusts in terms of throwing the football to instead of just number 17, who we obviously know how much he loved him and he had only had eyes for Devontae Adams at critical moments of playoff games the last couple of years. Bill, I think that can be a real positive for the offense. Talking with Rob Reichel, uh, Forbes.com, Conley Media as well. You can catch his stuff there. Uh, now go over to the defense. How much do you like the things that they've done? Jerron Reed coming in, re-signing Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, adding depth to that secondary. Give me your thoughts on the defense. Should be a top five. I mean, you, you watched him in the San Francisco game uh, in, the, in the playoffs, and that was a group that was peaking, and, and they had only gotten Jair back that week. They had only got Zadarius back that week, and, and obviously Zadarius is gone now playing, you know, putting on a purple jersey, but I, I, we fully expect Jair Alexander to be their billets. It, it, it's as good of a secondary as they've had since their Super Bowl group. Um, it, we'll, I think we're in a little bit of a wait and see how exactly they're going to, you know, play some of these guys and put those pieces together. Is Jair strictly a slot guy? Will they play him on the outside? Can anybody else jump in and play slot? Um, or, or are they content with, with Stokes and, and Rasul on, on the outside and, and Jair roams inside? Bill, I do think they need another edge rusher. They, they, they've got two, you know, above average guys clearly in, in Rashawn Gary and, and Preston Smith, but Bill, I, I, not a lot has been said and written about it, and, and I think it's largely because he didn't play last year. But but don't forget just how good Zadarius Smith was in 19 and 20. You know, he had he had 13 and a half sacks his first year. Bill, he had 12 and a half his second year. You know, 26 sacks in those two years. He's back on the field in the in the playoff game last year against the 49ers, and on his first play, you know, he sacks Garoppolo. And again, I think Gary's a player on the rise. I think Preston Smith, uh, you know, has kind of steadied the ship 
last year in terms of what they got out of him. But they need a they need a third guy there, Bill, and and that that's probably a you know a position they'll use one of those those early draft picks on. But but the defensive line to me has been bolstered, like you mentioned with 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 the Reed signing. Um, I don't think any of us, Bill, at the start of free agency thought they'd they bring back both Douglas and Campbell, and and they probably couldn't have done all those things, um, you know, if it wasn't for the Adams trade. So again, Bill, I think the defense is going to be the strength of the team, certainly at the start of the year. You might see them, Bill, running the ball more, you know, on a 50-50 level to, to start the season, which they've, they've really have done probably twice in the last 30 years, the Amon Green season in 03, and then there was only one season with Rodgers in, in 13 when Eddie Lacy carried carried the load that they were close to 50-50. This is usually a 60-40 group. But, Bill, they might have to be a run-first offense, rely on the defense as Rodgers and those wide receivers kind of get up to speed with each other. How comfortable are you with the offensive line? Because I'm not right now. I mean, I know that they've got some, you know, some players that they can work with, and Elton Jenkins is going to be back at some point. But David Bakhtiari didn't play last year, and we know he's coming back. But uh, I, I don't know how good he's going to be. Elton Jenkins is going to be sitting out. Yash Nyman did an incredible work. Uh, but still, you've got some change and a little bit of lack of depth right now. i got to figure that they're going to get themselves an offensive lineman or maybe two in the draft. Bill, you, you 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 are spot on with that. It's it's a it's a spot where they had such remarkable depth last year um, that I, I I think as people have gone and left this off season, it's gotten brushed over largely. But but you look at it now in terms of where they sat in that playoff game with San Francisco, right? And and they lined up that night with Billy Turner at left tackle. Runyon at guard, Myers at center, Lucas Patrick at right guard, and, and Kelly at right tackle. Three of those guys are gone, Bill. I mean, they cut Turner, mm-hmm. Patrick, and Kelly obviously left in, in free agency. Uh, uh, the depth is gone, like you mentioned, Bill. And, and I, you know, I, I think they've got a solid group. That, let, 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 let's just say at some point in time, I mean, Bakhtiari should obviously start the year. Let's say a, a month in, they get back Jenkins. You know, those two guys combined with, with Runyon and, and Myers and Newman, and, and, and we'll see with Yash exactly where they decide to play him. They've got six pretty good ones, Bill, but, but their depth is really lacking, and I, I'm with you. I think they'll take a tackle pretty high. It's, it's been a consistent theme of Gutekun's draft um, where, where he, will, well, he will take uh, several offensive linemen some of these years, Bill. He's, he's had years where he's taken three of them. I think he's got to take two guys for sure. Now, whether that comes later, you know, after that, you know, after as, as we sit today, they've got four of the first 59 uh, picks. Whether that comes from the third round down again and, and he goes and he tries to find some people later on in the draft or he falls in love with a tackle, let's say, Billy, and he takes him at, at pick 28. Maybe he's got his wide out at 22 and he gets his tackle at 28. Um, uh, then, then they're probably set up, Bill, for, for the future. But as they sit here today, like we're, like we're talking about on April 1, that is a real position that, you know, we talked all last year, their depth was A-plus. All of a sudden, it's, you know, it, it's back to being a C, a C-minus. They've, they've really got to fill some of those holes and some of those guys they lost on that line because they clearly thought incredibly highly of some of these guys because they started them in the playoff game, right? They, they started a Lucas Patrick over, over, over a Newman. They started a Kelly uh, over a Yash. So um, some of these guys they lost, Bill, Again, I think the average fan just kind of yawns and, and waves goodbye. But, but, but these are these, these were key pieces to them winning 13 games last year. 
Uh, talking with Rob Reichel, by the way, Forbes.com, Conley Media Packers coverage is what he's given you. So we know that the, co- the coaching staff has changed up. We know that depth is needed for this special teams to get better. I, I, we don't really talk about it because it becomes an afterthought until you really see how the team is set up. But I, I think it's imperative to get this thing back, if not to to the top 10, which I don't think they're going to be able to do in any time. But I, I'm thinking at least 15, right? They have to find a way, Billy, to get to the middle of the pack, right? I mean, we've talked about this now since I think John Bonamago ran a group that in about 04 or 05 ranked in the top five, and we're talking 17 years since then, and 14 or 15 of those years, Bill, they, they've been borderline abysmal. You know, not just bottom quarter, but bottom two or three, and um, it, it's just not sustainable. I mean, I remember talking with you last year in, in November and December, and, and we could almost write the script and write the story it's six weeks before the Packer 49er playoff game happened, right? We, 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 we would spend 10 minutes talking about special teams, and if they didn't get them fixed, it, it, it might be how the season ended. And sure enough, that, that's how it ended. Again, Bill, they don't have to be great on that side of the football, you know, what, 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 with that, with that one-third portion of the football. Um, as, as, you know, they, they certainly don't have to be a top-five or a top-ten unit. They just can't be 32nd, 31st, 30th again. Um, I I, I don't think they're better at Punterville, you know, in, in, in terms of, of the addition of O'Donnell. We'll see there. Amari Rogers obviously showed us nothing last year in terms of uh, the return game. I, I think Mason Crosby gets back, uh, you know, probably on track this year with with an offseason together, Billy, you know, with, with, with his long snapper and, and, and now in all likelihood O'Donnell being the, the holder. But what they've got to do, Bill, is, is, is find a way to block this stuff up better to – you know, to get some explosive returns, to limit guys in the return game. Because the last couple of years, Bill, their return coverage, their coverage units have been absolutely dreadful. They they finally took a big boy step, Bill, and you know, and and, and brought in a legitimate, uh, well-known, proven special teams coach instead of all this promoting from within and you know, firing a guy and promoting his assistant and things like that. They they finally seem, Bill, to be taking it seriously. But I, I guess until we see where Gutekunst goes in the draft, where some of these people might fit in on special teams, it's certainly still too early to call. They, they lost a couple of their better players, you know, the Oren Burkses of the world uh, here in free agency, and, and they certainly didn't have a lot of good players to begin with, Bill. So it, it, it's a unit that has to get overhauled, um, you know, all, all, all phases of it. Uh, but again, like you mentioned at the start here, Bill, if, if they can get themselves into the middle of the pack, um, that that that's an enormous win, and God knows. I mean, last year in the 49er game, had they been a middle of the pack special teams unit, they're moving on and, and playing in the NFC title game against the Rams. Rob, welcome back. Uh, I would find a place to go and just keep the tan, man. Uh, you don't want to end up pasty white in the next week and a half. So uh, get yourself a a tan deal somewhere, and then we will see you soon. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, you guys have a great weekend and and have fun with some of this April Fool stuff floating around. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Rob Reichel joining us for a couple of minutes. Good to talk to him. He's back from vacation, rested, rejuvenated, all that kind of good stuff, and uh, talking some Packers with us. Great to talk to him and great to uh, chat with him just a little bit here on the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue, Burger, and Brews. They're right there in Stone Bank, Wisconsin, which is o- Oconomowoc, basically, just on the north side, like of the Okachi area. Stop in, tell Tom and Stacy and everybody out there hello. 
Catch them right there on County Road K in Oconomowoc. And they're not just bur- uh, bar- barbecue. They've got a whiskey pairing dinner coming up uh, on April 10th. You can be a part of that. Go to Boondocks BBQ S BBQs, Boondocks BBQs.com. Boondocks BBQs. Dot com Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Great stuff in Oconomowoc. Good fish fry, too. And they've got this plate of nachos that if you like smoked chicken, they put smoked chicken on this. Otherwise, you just get some ground beef and throw it on there. But uh, the appetizers are good. The food is really good. And they've got a bunch of their own sauces there. You can mix and match right there in a big squirt bottle. Put it on there. Good stuff. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews in Stone Bank, Wisconsin. Alpay Okachi, stop in, tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tomorrow, it is Bikes and Brews out of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. And they got the tickets. Tomorrow night, they're going to clear out the showroom. There's going to be all kinds of craft breweries in there. There's going to be music in there, food in there. So stop on out tomorrow. Uh, but you can go to WISHD.com right now and get your tickets because it's, uh, it's limited tickets for this, by the way. But uh, get your tickets for Bikes and Brews coming up tomorrow night. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson got some friends going out. I'm going to be out there for a little while. Go to WISHD.com, and you can come in. You can still do a little shopping. You can look around. Check out some of the new jackets, the motor clothes, all the different gift ideas they have out there that are starting to come in. And uh, check out Wisconsin's number one dealer. That is Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, WISHD.com. That is WIS, W-I-S-H-D. Dot com. Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, you can come in from Madison, come up from Lake Geneva, Janesville, come in from Milwaukee, Oconomowoc, in the Grafton, Cedarburg, Fiendsville, Mequon area. Come on out. Going to have a good time. Good time tomorrow night. Bikes and brews tomorrow night. WISHD.com. That's Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Time to do a little party. Um... What else do we have here for you? Um, this one's from Mark, who says, uh, "Hey, unit, do you think Giannis is the best player in the league? And did he win the MVP last night? No, he played incredibly well, and he is he is coming on in the biggest moments right now. No doubt about it. I don't think because Giannis has played well all season long. Okay, I all of it. I." Giannis has played so well consistently. I think for him to win the MVP, I I just don't think he's going to. I think it is going to be, as a lot of people call it, Giannis fatigue. Of uh, They're just not going to vote for him again this year. He's, on, he's probably number two on many ballots. But I just don't think he's going to win it. And... You know, if you do, I mean, I, I look, I, I wouldn't argue with you if, you if you said, no, he deserves to win it. I wouldn't argue with you. Just because I the, the Bucks aren't where they are without him. 
When you talk about the most valuable player, yeah, I, I could. I, there's no way I could argue with that. I just don't think he's going to win it for any other reason than saying to you, just because. Just because. But, yeah, another big night last night. And another night last night on uh, on TNT. When he lifts that team to overtime to ultimately beat the Nets. I will say this, though. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to meet the Nets right now in the postseason. Do you? I don't think anybody wants to meet meet the Nets. Nets are they're a scary team. When Kevin Kevin Durant, much like Giannis, can carry a team damn near by himself. Um, I just do. I think that I did, and, and he does. So I would not argue with you about the MVP, but I I just don't think he's going to win it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670, you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. This one's from Mark who says, uh, hey, Unit, did you see, speaking of Giannis, did you see that Giannis dedicated a court in Nigeria? You know what? I saw something about that, that there's a a basketball court with his likeness on it in Nigeria. I, I don't know if he dedicated it or what it was. I don't know how that came about, but I did. Uh, I did see that. I think it was actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was an artist who changed the entire basketball court uh, via a painting to have Giannis's likeness on it. But I don't think Giannis paid for that. But I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a very, very cool tribute to a. Uh, and Giannis is because because he came from Greece. He is such a likable icon in the United States. But he, because he's not from here, embraced the NBA style of basketball and has excelled at it, winning MVPs and championships. He is now a worldwide commodity. I mean, hands down. So, but I don't think he dedicated. I don't think he bought that court i think they built that court and in reverse they actually used his likeness and and painted it in in uh homage to him so but but still an incredibly cool story uh 100 agree with you uh 877-867-1670 hit us up 877-867-1670 uh max says so if Giannis and the bucks are not going to win the championship who will uh, if you had to pick the best team in the NBA right now, well, I think hands down you'd probably go with uh, Phoenix, right? I mean, if 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 you're not going to go with uh, the Bucks to win it, you probably go with Phoenix at this point. Phoenix by far the runaway team. Um, Phoenix, by the way, their win streak, if I'm not mistaken, is now nine straight, nine straight wins. The Phoenix Suns have. They're 62 and 14 on the season. The Bucs, uh, with another win last night, the Bucs have won a couple in a row. They're 48 and 28. They are now a half game behind Miami, who has also won a two in a row, a half game behind Miami in the East. Half game behind Miami in the East. You got that play in game. 
And then you've got um, right now Brooklyn, who is nine games back and sitting in the eighth seed. The question is, do you want to see Brooklyn? I, me personally, I would love to see the Bucks get the number one seed and face Brooklyn first. I would love to see the Bucks get the eighth seed and 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 face Brooklyn first. I think they and Miami probably pose the two biggest threats, just thought wise, and get them out of the way early. Get them out of the way early, and then move on from there. Because if you beat Brooklyn, for all intents and purposes, you should win the East. I think Miami's probably the most pesky. And Philadelphia, how about Philadelphia? Doc Rivers, did you read what Doc Rivers had to say about James Harden, Ben? Yep. Kind of ripped him. Rightfully ripped him so. And, 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 right. And and so I, I don't know if this is the beginning of the end for, um because this is what James Harden does. There is, you either love him or hate him. And he either gives you fatigue, fatigue or not. But basically, Doc Rivers blamed James Harden for the loss. And, you know, some are saying, wow, God, you came to, came down too hard on the beard. No. Did you see his effort? Standing around, hands out? I mean, you know, I would have ripped him. You know, I I applaud Doc Rivers. They traded for this guy. They were hoping to get something out of this guy. He was supposed to be a team leader. and But this is what you get out of James Harden. We've talked about this before. This this is what you get. So maybe if you're a Bucs fan, you're probably seeing the beginning of the implosion, if you will, of the James Harden fadeaway, as we've seen so many times before. If it isn't all about James Harden, James Harden doesn't want to be out there. And we see this out of him. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Look at Quick Trip. They got a lot going on at Quick Trip. Uh, I'm getting every day people are asking about the cigar dinners. So hopefully between our friends at Quick Trip and Tobacco Outlet Plus, we get something together relatively soon. Otherwise, uh, we are going to be uh, promoting the hell out of Quick Trip in many different facets. Because if you're heading down to opening day, which is uh, a couple of weeks, uh, a little bit less than a couple of weeks away, and you're going to do some tailgating, stop in at Quick Trip. They have right now those big, thick-cut pork fillets. Bacon wrapped on sale, 99 cents, limit five. They carry Johnsonville brats. They carry the buns, the bread, the fixins. They carry your favorite beverages. Oh, yeah, Quick Trip's got it going on. Stop into your local Quick Trip and, uh, and, and just tell them we said hi. Tell them you heard all about it on the Bill Michael Show. That's the best. But uh, our friends at Quick Trip, man, uh, it is a gem in the state of Wisconsin. Stop into a Quick Trip. 
say hi. I was just up there the other day. I go on a quick trip almost every day, almost every day for something. Uh, I usually grab bananas. Uh, I did a little bit of restocking via the beer cave, so I did that. Uh, I was in there for some of those protein packs, too. Those things are fantastic. When I'm out on the run or going to the gym, grab those every morning. And uh, the car wash, which is nice. I use the soft touch. I don't use the touchless. I use soft touch. Get off that dirt. Hit me with something right in the grill. But I love it. Uh, Stop in a quick trip. Tell them we said hi. There is no reason. And they're looking for good drivers right now, too, by the way. Um, And they're looking for uh, delivery drivers for either the grocery produce or the fuel. And they're starting out close to 100K a year. Stop into a quick trip and check it out or just go to quicktrip.com and you can find all the links you need right there too. Quicktrip.com. Good, good stuff. Uh, so the way it kind of looks, at least, and again, going back to the discussion regarding Giannis and being the MVP, this is my opinion. Jokic right now, he's your guy. Uh, so many people in that, like that soft straw poll that they did via all the writers not that long ago. Giannis, I believe, is probably second on most ballots. Um, I know that Embiid is there, Tatum is there, Devin Booker is there. Um, but those guys, you can probably shake them up in a bag and make them the top five. My sense is, my sense is that you're that Giannis is getting a lot of second place votes because and like I mentioned earlier, it's probably just a little bit of Giannis voter fatigue. I, I don't think they want to give it to him in back-to-back-to-back years. But uh, I'll tell you this, he's doing everything right right now when it comes to down the stretch for what the Bucks have going on and the level of play that he has. I mean, he has been nothing short of fantastic. So it would not shock me by any stretch if uh, all of a sudden, because the Bucks got another one coming up tonight, they're uh, taking on the Clippers tonight. 7 o'clock, tip-off. But uh, it, it wouldn't shock me if he wanted. I, I'm not saying it's out of the time, out of the realm of possibility. But think about the next two games after tonight. Sunday, they got a noon game on ABC, nationally televised against Dallas. Then they come back on Tuesday. They're on the road down at the United Center. Is it the United Center, I think? United Center. I, I don't know what the hell they call it in Chicago anymore. That, those change. But I think it's United Center. Down in Chicago, where uh, that's an ESPN game, and then they come back on Thursday to take on Boston, and that's now been scheduled as a TNT game. So three, after tonight, back-to-back-to-back nationally televised games, and Giannis is going to have an opportunity to really put a stamp on things down the stretch against, against a couple of quality teams. Really you look at the Clippers, the Clippers obviously kind of in it. Uh, you've got Chicago still battling. Boston still battling. Cleveland still battling to end the season. But three of those games, all solid. All solid opportunities for Giannis to uh, to continue to show his wares. And maybe he makes that late push. You know, you got Chicago fifth right now. Cleveland seventh right now. Dallas third right now over in the Western Conference. The Clippers eighth right now. So you've got some some games that matter down the stretch. The toughest schedule remaining out of any of the playoff teams right now. And uh, that's the Bucks. So, yeah, if he, he could make this late push and throw the team on his back and 
Maybe people look at him going, damn, I forgot that this guy down the stretch is this damn good. Now, here's another thing to think about. I don't know what the Bucks' goal is ultimately when it comes to seeding. You want to win as many games as possible, don't get me wrong. But there is going to come some load management here down the stretch. You want fresh legs in the postseason. So I got to figure at some point they're going to try to take and, and just give him a few minutes here or there and some time off so they don't beat the hell out of him. And that way he's fresh. And if they do get that one seed and uh, and Brooklyn is that eight seed, that they get Brooklyn, he's got fresh legs for that series. That, just my thought. So I, I I would assume he's going to get a little, a little bit of the load management before it's all said and done, but uh, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, he could, with all these games against playoff teams coming up and seeding being so vital right now for many, he could – maybe he's taken over the MVP race. I mean, that's the headline. Uh, when I was watching, uh, what was it, uh, first take this morning, I think? You know, because all they talk about is whether or not the Lakers should shut down LeBron and Anthony Davis and they should move on and blah, blah, blah. And Okay, because yeah, they, they, you can't get enough of LeBron. Like for a long time, they couldn't get enough Aaron Rodgers. Can't get enough of LeBron, okay? But... The other headline, NBA-wise, was has Giannis taken over uh, the MVP race here down the stretch? Well, so we'll see if uh, he's done enough to win it. I mean, like I said, you can't argue either way. I think Giannis is fantastic. I just think my opinion is that there is this: we're not going to give it hit, give it to him in back-to-back back years, so we're going to go in a different direction. He's probably going to end up number two. Just my thought. Um. Brentley says, no, no, no. I don't want to face Brooklyn in round one. Hopefully, Miami matches up with them and uh, therefore knocks uh, knocks one out. Uh, I don't want a potential round uh, round one exit. See, I'm I'm of the opposite. I'm like, give it to me. Give it. Let, let's get it done. Let's do it now. Let's do it. Come on. Let's get them. If we're going to beat them, you got to beat them. If you're going to be the best, beat the best. So let's do it. Let's get them out of the way. Let's beat them now. Let's move on. And therefore, you know, now the one thing you hope that doesn't happen is you do beat them, but it toll fatigue-wise, and all of a sudden you succumb to a pesky Miami team or, a, a God forbid, a pesky Philadelphia team. and Because Embiid's going to have some things to prove. We know that. Now, whether or not he's got anybody around him, uh, like James Harden to help him. We'll wait and see. Because we'll, you got to wonder how Harden is going to take the criticism out of Doc Rivers from last night. He either folds up his tent and goes home, or he turns around and plays his ass off. One of the two. Will the real James Harden please stand up? You're not winning things with, Jam, with, with James Harden. You're just not. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show as we continue on coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If by chance. If by chance you're heading out, 
great place to head to. They got music tonight, tomorrow. They're going to have uh, all the games on the uh, TVs down there, racing on the TVs down there. Uh, that's our friends from Nice Ash. Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Whether you want to go in for a hookah, good cigar, craft beverage, maybe a mixed cocktail. But they have really good whiskeys, really good bourbons. I mean, high end. They got some pappy in that place, too, if you go in and ask for it, if you can afford it. But uh, they got all kinds of good stuff in there. Stop in and check out our friends, 323 West Main Street, theniceash.com, theniceash.com. And Aaron, you can't miss her, redheaded bartender. Aaron, like, you know, Irish Aaron, uh, just got engaged, too. Tell her congratulations. She is having a circus-themed wedding. We talked about that last week. So circus-themed wedding, but go in and say hi. Aaron, our girl, there you go. 877-867-1670. So, Ben, I don't know if you see if this is real or not. Did you see the uh, Kimbrel trade? Yes. It was actually is in it, my lineup, but that is real. Is, is, it's, it's real. Okay. So, Kimbrel has been traded to the Dodgers. Kimbrel has been traded to the Dodgers. There you go. How do you, the Dodgers just, now, the Dodgers bullpen, Blake Trinan, Hudson, Brule, Gonzalez, Anderson, Price, Kimbrell. So, and they're expecting, who is it, uh, Duffy and May, Bickford, all those guys to come back and, the Dodgers have low-hooted. The Dodgers are looking at the Brewers going, holy crap. They got to, right? They have to. Seeing the pitching staff that the Brewers have put together and what they have. And Now, don't get me wrong. Kimbrell's not Kimbrell anymore. He's not that dominant guy coming out of Boston. But he still can fulfill the back end of the bullpen for him. But uh, that trade went down today. I don't really understand it in the grand scheme of the offseason, honestly. What did they give up? They gave up A.J. Pollock, who's a really solid outfielder who was going right. to start for them. But they let Kenley Jansen go for one year, I think, $15 million. He was their closer right. for the last couple of years. He goes to Atlanta, then they do this trade. I don't get why they don't just bring Jansen back. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Don't know. But uh, that, I wasn't sure when I saw that trade. I thought it, it it looks real, but on a day like today, I don't know if I should believe it or not. You know what I mean? You fool yeah. me once, you yeah. son of a, you know that type of thing. So, um, but yeah, that trade went down. I had a rule that if a very prominent writer and multiple writers tweeted out, then it might be true. But then right. this morning, when the Brad Davison thing came out, a bunch of Wisconsin writers tweeted it, and then realized oh, okay. that they got got. Right. So, yeah, the White Sox trade away Kimbrell to the Dodgers. They get A.J. Pollock. Um, you know, uh, oh, well. They also avoid, uh, the White Sox also avoid arbitration with Lucas Giolito. Uh, One-year deal, $7.45 million. They did that earlier today, too. So, I mean, the White Sox are another team. I You know, coming out of the, uh, coming out of the American League, they're, they really believe it's their time, too. 
They really do. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Um, by the way, when you talk some Brewers baseball, uh, some news uh, from the morning uh, session, according to Adam McCalvey with Craig Council, Trevor Gott has been advised that he has made the team. Josh Lindblom returned to the minor league camp and left this morning with the rest of the AAA Nashville bus. And Jose Urena is uh, scheduled for his first Brewers appearance on Sunday. But how about that? Trevor Gott, he's on the team. Josh Lindblom, not. He's in the minor league camp heading to AAA Nashville. So there you go. Some notes from Adam McCalvey. Coming out of the session with uh, Craig Council this morning. You know, this time next week, we're going to be watching Brewers baseball. We will already have a game under our belts and preparing for game two at Wrigley. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm geeked. Excited about it. Hey, coming up later today, as a matter of fact, uh, we are going to uh, talk with, speaking of Brewers baseball, we're going to talk with Kevin Holden from CBS 58. He's going to be joining us. We'll talk with him. Uh, about uh, coming up next uh, about uh, this Brewers team, his thoughts on how strong they are. The uh, Dodgers trying to bolster their bullpen with Kimbrel. We'll get into that discussion. Are the Brewers one of the top two, three teams in the National League with where they stand right now and what has been some of the most surprising things to come out of Brewers spring training? So we'll get into that coming up here in a little bit as well. And also we'll touch briefly on uh, the Giannis race, as Giannis, uh, by many accounts, has vaulted himself back in to a legitimate argument as the MVP for the back-to-back-to-back years. Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, all there, Booker there. But uh, a lot of people now talking about Giannis, how he should be the top dog. So we'll see. We'll get into that. Um, Carolyn says, if Giannis wins the MVP this year, it will not be the third in a row because Jokic won MVP last year. It would be his third MVP, but not all in a row. That's right. You are true. Um, Fred says, uh, send whoever you don't want to play to Toronto as they still require you to be vaccinated. Oh, that's right. That's right. I wonder how that's going to work. I wonder how that's going to work because the um, Toronto, Canada, not allowing you back in if you don't have a vaccination. I know there was some discussion about that out of uh, out of the uh, the Celtics camp. So, I you know, could you lose a player or two? 877-867-1670. Yeah, would be Giannis' third MVP in uh, three, or third MVP in four years. Because he won it 19 and 20. I tend to forget about, uh, forget about that because it was such a short, weird season. Um, and Nikolai Jokic uh, won it last year from Denver, and then he's up for it again this year. And then you've got uh, Giannis and Embiid and company. Because uh, back, what was it, 2018, I think Harden won it. And Westbrook, can you remember when Westbrook was that good? Because he won it, I think, the year prior. But didn't Steph Curry win, like, back-to-back? And 
Then LeBron James was back-to-back. Because that goes back all the way back to like 2000. What was it, 2010, I think, that uh, Derrick Rose won it? Because he, he screwed up LeBron. Because LeBron won it in back-to-back years. He, LeBron was supposed to win it again, which would have given him, had he won it that year, like five in a row. But Derrick Rose won it. They picked Derrick Rose to win it, and then Derrick Rose went down with a torn ACL after that. It was never the same. He was just a nut after that. His career was basically over. Because remember, he wouldn't come back and play, and the doctors all cleared him, the team cleared him, everybody cleared him, but his doctor, his personal guy, whatever it was, said that he he wasn't mentally prepared to play or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then he ended up getting traded out of uh, Chicago. And got cut loose, or and was he cut loose or free agent? But he ends up leaving Chicago, and they're like good riddance. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, do it. So Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight, is going to be joining us coming up next. He'll uh, talk a lot of Brewers baseball. I'm excited for the season. This time next week, we'll have a game under our belt. We'll be getting ready for uh, game number two down at Wrigley. Don't forget opening day, the Brewers home opener. You can enjoy it right here. Right now with us, we're going to be heading down to Stenny's, second and national, Walker's Point. They're running shuttles up to the game. Come on by. It is 414 at 414 and 414. We're going to be there. They're going to run shuttles down to American Family Field. We're going to be hanging out at Stenny's early. Bloody Mary's, garlic cheese bread, wings, then sending you off to baseball, then bringing you back. We're going to have a great day that day. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and Budweiser. Budweiser, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball, Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Show. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.